0: This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. And now, broadcasting live from downtown Chicago, here's your host, Jay Doherty. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Jay Doherty Podcast. My name is Jay Doherty. Thank you very much for uh, being here. This is episode number 78 of the Jay Doherty Podcast. It is recorded on Sunday, March 3rd, 2019 at 11.07 a.m. I'm broadcasting live right now to talk about the results of the uh, mayoral election. I had a live coverage uh, on the website, thedohertyfiles.com. Uh, If you were watching there to see exactly what was happening in real time, uh, thank you very much for doing that. Um, We're going to be talking, we're going to be devoting, and it's probably not going to be that long of an episode today, but we're just going to be devoting the whole thing to the Chicago mayoral uh, election. Now, to be honest, it was a huge upset, and it's a very historic runoff, uh, regardless of who you vote for. So, uh, we'll talk about what I think about the candidates, uh, what I, th- who I think is going to win, and uh, why. It's all coming up next on episode number 78 of the J Dorty Podcast, brought to you in part by Blueberry. If you use the code J-A-Y-D-O-H-E-R-T-Y at checkout, you can get a month free and uh, help support the show to get your uh, podcast hosted on there at a very good price and good quality. All right, everyone, so, uh, you know, Blueberry is a very good sponsor. I thank them very much for their support of the show. Again, the code is J-A-Y-D-O-H-E-R-T-Y at checkout. But I wanted to talk about this mayoral election, so the runoff, and I thought it was going to be, you know, from the beginning, I even said this when I was covering it live, I thought the runoff was going to be between uh, Bill Daly and Tony Preckwinkle. Um, you know, Bill Daly uh, raised the most money in the campaign. He raised over $8.7 million by the end of the campaign. He basically, I believe, spent it all. He got $2 million of those $8.7 million from the, the richest man in Illinois, Ken Griffin, uh, and he received a lot of criticism about that, saying You know, he will, um, he's not, uh, let's just say, you know, he's he's being bought out, kind of like that. Those are a lot of classic arguments made more specifically in presidential elections, you know, when Hillary was getting all these donations from a super PAC and, you know, and all this other crazy stuff with... Um, special interests and, you know, being bought out, but daily respondents saying, you know, I'm not going to be a mayor um, for, you know, I- I'm only going to be the mayor for the city of Chicago. I believe his exact words were, I'm not going to be the mayor for anyone but the people of Chicago. Um, but, you know, it- he he's out, and uh, he-, he came in third. He got uh, about, uh, he got a good portion of the votes, uh, I believe just over 70,000. Uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot got about 78,000 uh, by the time the um, election was uh, over, by the time the, vo- the votes were counted. Tony Preckwinkle came in second, but of course, as in all elections, this was a very unprecedented one, uh, first of all. So uh, there were 14 candidates by the end uh, of the whole entire thing. And uh, it came down because it's pretty impossible to get so so much, like, to be, like, so much that you get 50% of the vote, which obviously did not happen because we are going into a runoff with the top two candidates. That is Lori Lightfoot and Tony Preckwinkle. Uh, They each earned just over 30% of the vote, so it'll be really, really interesting. Let's talk about, and, 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 you know... Tony, I, I saw Tony being in there from the beginning. I thought she was gonna go right up there. She's the incumbent uh, Cook County Board president. She has experience within the, um, you know, within the city, and she knows a lot of the ins and outs, the nuts and bolts of actually running a city. At least that's how she appeals to other people who are within, um, you know, within the city. Uh, but I thought her opponent was gonna be Daly, but it was not. Lori Lightfoot made a stunning upset, or had a stunning upset. experienced the whole election was a stunning upset um, because she got in at the last minute in this runoff, and she actually beat Tony Preckwinkle in terms of number of her number of votes. Now, perhaps her past record of, uh, you know. Um, federal prosecution and um you know she's only she's the only candidate out of the all of the 14 to investigate police brutality and police misconduct which is a huge you know issue in Chicago and you know just police reform overall is a big uh, issue in Chicago so perhaps that was uh, a driving factor the other thing she's the only openly gay uh uh candidate on the um you know, on the ballot, so that could have been a driving factor, because, you know, that, I mean, that's, she's only openly gay person, and obviously, if you're, you know, kind of, you win over, and I don't want to say this generally, but it does help if you're, you know, not afraid to do certain things that will help voters, you know, come to you, and uh, kind of be more attentive to your needs, and, 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 you know, kind of share something with each other, so that is very important. The other thing she shared with people is, you know, she grew up, up, and she understands, and she just from her past record, the way that uh, you know uh, that that criminal prosecution works, and criminal prosecution is a huge issue, uh, and it's one that is uh, debated about heavily within Chicago, but also both of their campaigns. They both have very, very different ways of tackling it. Now, this is what uh, Mrs. Lightfoot basically says. She is tough on crime. When she needs to be, and which is great, uh, she is not. She she is um, very very uh, you know uh, straightforward when it comes to potential misconduct and things like that. She wants to give most of the time, and rightfully so. Uh, as long as there's enough evidence, you know the the criminals uh, the benefit of the doubt. At least that's what she's said in the past. She's the uh, president of the police board, basically, and um, she has uh, kind of overall just you know, been fair, fair and straightforward when Tony Preckwinkle hasn't really specifically laid out a public plan to combat the the problems within, you know, communities uh, that face, uh, you know, issues with police and things like that. So she, even in her uh, um victory speech, or at least her speech into the runoff, was saying, you know, I have a plan for this, and she briefly talked about it. But you can actually go on her website and read more about it. But, you know, no endorsement here or anything. But it's just, I think it's really interesting that a candidate like this was able to come in. And, you know, speaking of what, she did not have that much uh, money raised. You know, she did not raise that much money uh, to get into this. She raised about a, a million and a half dollars, which obviously is a lot. But relative to Daly and Preckwinkle, Daly raised 8.7. Preckwinkle raised 4.5. Uh, and, you know, it was, <laughs> it, it was a pretty stunning upset. So... Um, you know, the other thing also, and I think this is really important, if I ever ran a campaign or I helped advise on a campaign, uh, I would always, you know, think, and I think Bill Daley actually did a good job with this, and so did Lori Lightfoot, uh, they never attacked anyone, they were always, they would say, you know, they would eloquently kind of take a stance against what people were saying, uh, and they would call out people when they were attacking them, but they never were on direct offense, and that is always a good thing, you know, of course, <laughs> this president is not the best example of that, because he constantly attacks people, even before and after and during his presidency, uh, or his election, I should say, and, um, he, he you know, that's not a good example, but I think it, it says more about the person when they are kind of eloquently taking stances and winning, or, you know not not doing as well in the polls but then they come back and sweep back because uh you know that that's just what these changes are you know th- that's what happens when these changes are made uh to people's uh, kind of mannerisms and things like that um so she she did not really i mean in summary in in the final days of the campaign she was out there shaking hands she was doing good things with the community and all that stuff and she um was not on attack mode, and I write about this in this editorial that I wrote, she was not on attack mode, and that's a really important thing that a lot of politicians get stuck in doing, in my opinion, within the final days of a campaign, which is important, which is very important, but, uh, and you could even see it at that live debate that I covered, for example, and I don't, you know, I think Susana Mendoza and Tony Preckwinkle, they were on attack mode, they were just constantly offense, 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 And then they had to play defense because a lot of the stuff that they were saying was either not true or it required further elaboration or context. And look how that turned out for them. Um, You know, I mean, Preckwinkle obviously got the uh, higher, you know, is in second place with this runoff. But Mendoza was far behind what the polls projected, far behind what her finances projected. Uh, But that's just an interesting point. The other thing, though, is... Lightfoot, historically, is not a politician. She's one of the very few people in the top numbers of these polls that is not a politician. Now, 20 years ago, I say that's probably a negative attribute, but now uh, is a huge driving factor to Lori Lightfoot's success. If we look at, you know, the past five years, uh, J.B. Pritzker just won the Illinois governor election. He has been involved, like, in terms of charity, and he knows the people within politics, but he's a businessman. Donald Trump, unfortunately, is not a politician, and uh, he's been in business his whole life, well, I guess you could call it business, um, it's also money laundering, but, uh, anyway, um, you know, it's, it's, um, Lifewood is not a politician, and that, that kind of drove, she was kind of a more personal, uh, type of candidate, and she knew that, um, it was, you know, that, that, that would, that would be, a, like, a good attribute, and I think that was, um, something that, uh, that a lot of people, including the media, saw from the, even just the way she speaks, the way she cites her past work, she's not always in it, or she didn't seem like it. I mean, she was her goals obviously were to win, but she wasn't constantly campaigning like a politician and shoving all the information down your throat, go get out there and vote. She just wanted, in my opinion, for the people to you know, understand her policies, understand what she's for, and then go cast their votes, regardless of who they do it for. Um, but she did willfully earn a an endorsement from the Chicago Sun-Times. And, you know, normally endorsements are like, okay, well, you know, this, this uh, editorial board who I've, you know, members I've never met are saying, I want to vote for this person. Not with this one. I think this endorsement helped her a lot. And I think the Sun-Times made a very good decision when they, um... When they uh made this decision, now they write in their from their editorial board that says, and they're talking about kind of the um terrible kind of uh, state this city, the city of Chicago is basically in. So um they say and they talk about this, they talk about the kind of bad state the city is before, but they say, we are so very tired of this, referring to the bad state of the city, they say, we are embarrassed, we are so fed up with living in a city that is among the greatest in the world in some neighborhoods, but among the worst in the world in others. This is what this year's election, this year's city's elections are all about. We see a turning point. We sense that a uh, palpable wave of moral disgust has presented Chicago with a rare opportunity to elect a mayor who will confront our city's most intractable problems in ways that finally pull every Chicagoan along. For us, that person is Lori Lightfoot. So, you know, that's a pretty powerful statement, and, you know, let alone that paper. This paper goes to thousands of people um, who vote. Uh, and uh, many of those thousands, pe- they've met Lightfoot. Uh, they've just like they've met other candidates. But when a when a newspaper as powerful as the Sun Times or anyone goes out and endorses people, it's very, uh, very, very important. And uh, it, it, normally, you know, you don't really hear that much, and a, kind of a fine example of this, just to be totally honest, is when Bill Daley was endorsed by the Tribune. The Tribune was writing terrible articles about Daley. They were trying to expose him from a thing, like a pre- pretty much a relevant thing that happened about 30 years ago that was totally debunked, but they were writing article after article that was terrible, and then they went out and endorsed him. So I feel like this bad and then this good, it kind of balances out and then becomes equal so that it doesn't really matter if they're writing terrible articles about them uh, about the candidate, but they also endorse them. Why? Like, <laughs> why? Uh, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, I understand why, but like, it, it doesn't have an impact on the people uh, that are reading it as much as you know, the Sun-Times did at least. Um, But, yeah, so, really, I think the, the lesson to learn here, especially for people, even, like, future candidates and, you know, and all that stuff, if anyone was gonna run for office, I think is, you know, lay out your policies, be honest, talk about your past, and just basically be a good person. Uh, And I think that that happened, uh, you know, even putting aside her campaign funds, she had a relative deficiency from the other candidates, but she still pulled through very, very strongly on Tuesday's stunning upsets. Now, the answers to the questions that the voters are uh, having and things like that, they're asking, they may shift as April comes around given the two leaders uh, in the race have been determined, uh, but What I say is no matter your politics, your vote will make history, and that is exactly what defines the power of a democratic election system. So if you're old enough to vote and not a convicted felon, get out there, believe in the democratic system of elections, because it is important. That's my little uh, PSA on uh, voting, because I think it's very important, and I cannot wait until I can do it myself. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what uh, Mrs., uh, that's basically the overall kind of existence of, of voting. Uh, but I do want to play this one little clip from an interview with Fran Spielman at the Sun-Times with uh, Mrs. Lori Lightfoot before she actually won the uh, runoff. This was uh, before she, um, you know, got into the runoff with Tony Preckwinkle the other day on uh, Tuesday. But this was on uh, February 22nd of 2019 where she says that Tony Preckwinkle is caught and cornered. Look, I think the bigger issue is about her leadership, about her failure to do the right thing unless she's cornered or caught, Um, and yeah, I think it's valid questions about the people that she surrounds herself, and there's a litany of them. And, uh, you know, she's obviously talking about Tony Preckwiggle there, but I thought that's a very good uh, analogy of putting it. She says, you know, she only does the right thing when she's caught and cornered, and uh, to be honest, I think that's, uh, you know, and I don't know, I, I don't want to input my personal opinion on that, but that's a pretty heavy insult, and I think every, it's kind of a, it's a complex but very understandable, uh, analogy for people, uh, to understand, and I thought, you know, given her past leadership as a, uh, as the Cook County Board President, it, um, it, it certainly, uh, it, it, it uh, you know, speaks volumes, let's just say. I don't know, I'm trying to phrase this in a way that is uh, as unbiased as possible. Uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's probably gonna wrap it up for this episode of the Jane Doherty Podcast. Let me just flip that fader up and press this button. It is twenty four right now on Sunday, March 3rd, 2019, and I'm gonna, uh, end the episode right there. I just wanna give my PSA about the, uh, Chicago mayoral elections. very important. Just get out there and vote for whoever you want, and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a historical election. I didn't even bring this up, but never in the history of Chicago had two African-American women, one of which, uh, being, you know, in the LGBTQ plus community, go against each other in a runoff for the Chicago mayoral election. History will be made no matter who you vote. So please, please, please get out there and vote if you're old enough or not a convicted vote.